everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this week, we're excited to bring you our conversation with social media star Whitney Bjerken and the director of the new documentary, One in a Million, Joya Tomi. They join us to share some insight on the filming process and give you a little preview of what you can expect from the film, which is released on Apple TV in the United States on June 6th. So if you're listening to this episode on Monday, June 5th, the day that it comes out, the documentary is coming out tomorrow. So, so get ready. Yes, prepare yourself. It's great. We can't wait for you guys to see it. But first, we bring you this interview with Whitney and Joya. We hope you enjoy. So real quickly, before we get into the interview, we wanted to give you guys a little summary of the documentary. So as you're listening to this interview, you kind of understand the concept a little bit more. So it follows Whitney Bjorken, who, if you're in the gymnastics world, you most definitely know who she is. And then one of her fans, Yara, who lives in Germany. So they started filming with Whitney back in 2018, and it really kind of just takes you through what her life has been like since she hit 1 million subscribers on YouTube. You get to see, you know, some of her struggles, like, you know, how she doesn't like watching herself, and she doesn't like the way that her dad edits her videos. She talks about um, the pressure of being an idol to so many people and how it's hard to live up to all the expectations that people have for her and the expectations they have for her gymnastics career. So it's super, super interesting. Yeah, I think it's the way that people... People see Whitney versus the way that Whitney sees herself. I mm-hmm. think you really get a glimpse into that in this film. Yeah. And as she gets older, you know, she starts to dive into this new passion of singing and songwriting. And that kind of is almost like her escape from it all, mm-hmm. I feel like. So it's pretty cool and then on the flip side of that the film also follows yara who is a fan of whitney's she ran a popular fan account where she would make these edits of whitney whitney with a and twin. Brittany. <laughs> yeah so she, whitney had a twin if you go check out the instagram account not in real life but <laughs> on this instagram account it's so funny so that's who yara is but we also see her growing into herself and she opens up you know about her sexuality and having a crush on a friend and i think my main take away from this is on the outside these girls live totally different lives but at the core they're actually pretty similar like they're both young teenage girls they love gymnastics they're you know on the internet um they're both kind of insecure in some ways about who they are and what they're doing as most teenagers are right literally (laughs) so relatable and in the end though you really kind of start to see them just come into their own and feel more comfortable with themselves and who they are and in the end they actually end up becoming really good friends out of this whole thing which is so cool yeah we've uh we watched the documentary now two times and we really enjoyed it and we think you guys are going to enjoy it as well so that's a little preview of what it's about and without further ado please Please welcome to the show, Whitney and Joya. There's been a pretty big life change from Whitney, which I want to talk to you about. So it's been a week now, I think exactly a week today, that you yes. finished your gymnastics career. So how are you feeling? It's really weird because I still came in and practiced this week just to do a bunch of skills that I've never tried before. Um, so my last day was technically yesterday. So like today is my first day of like not going in and practicing. So um, I literally sobbed after I landed my dismount at nationals just because like knowing that it was like my last time ever was just so weird it's gonna be it's gonna be really weird for me but I'm excited about it yeah it probably doesn't feel real yet I'd imagine especially if you were just in the gym yesterday there's still probably a part of your brain that feels like it's not real yet yeah you have a meat cap (laughs) definitely hasn't kicked in yet yeah So a little over a month ago, you posted a video announcing your plan to retire. What was that like? Were you nervous at all to post that or somewhat relieved? I guess, what was the feeling? 
I was really nervous to post it just because I know that there's a lot of girls that have always really looked up to me and I really didn't want to let anyone down and I felt like I was but it was just kind of at the point where it was really bothering me that people didn't know and I felt like I was like a fraud and I felt like I was hiding things from people so like actually putting it out it made me feel so much better like once everybody knew because I had told a lot of my friends and I had told all my coaches and I told everyone that I needed to tell except for social media So that was like the one thing that I was kind of nervous about, but I felt so much better after I did. So what was the reaction from people in your closest circle? So coaches, family, friends, when you told them first that you were planning on being done with gymnastics, what was their reaction like? So I'd actually kind of talked about it with my parents for way longer than anyone else. And um, same with like my close circle of friends. They all kind of knew how I felt about the sport and how it was kind of giving me a difficult time. And, um, So when I did decide to quit, they all kind of saw it coming. But when I told my coach, I think they were a little bit surprised, but my coach was so supportive and I was really nervous to talk to him. And that was something that I was like really putting off. And then once I finally told him, I felt so much better about it because I wasn't expecting him to be so supportive and like on board with me and what I decided to do. And, um, you know, because he's been my coach for like six years. So I don't know what I expected, but I was really happy after I told him. And then, um, you know, when I told my Bama coaches, I was really nervous about that too, because that was like a dream come true for me to commit to Bama. And I was so honored to like have that title. But that went the exact same way. Like Ashley was so incredibly supportive. And Um, She had nothing but nice things to say to me. And and it like, I don't know, it made me feel like better about the situation instead of like worse. You mentioned kind of feeling like you're like letting people down or being a fraud, (laughs) as you put it. Do you still struggle with those feelings? Or as time goes on, do you feel more at peace with like the decision? And were you able to kind of work through those feelings a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the more that time goes on, the like better I feel about it, like the more because I thought that I would maybe make a decision and then time would go on and I would start to kind of regret it and wish I'd done things differently. But as time is going on, it's kind of starting to make more sense. And I have a clear vision of what I want to do. And it's definitely gotten easier as time goes by. That's how you know you made the right decision, though. Definitely. Well, Whitney fans are in luck because there's a documentary about you that's starting to make its way around the world. It's called One in a Million. Joya, you directed it. Can you tell our listeners about the inspiration behind the documentary and why you were so interested in telling Whitney's story? Well, the first idea was to figure out why and how people nowadays grow up in the world of social media. And I was always really fascinated by the idea that when you're just a kid or a teenager, you can produce your own videos, tell about your life and your thoughts and share it with the world without producers or anything like that in between. And that was something that was really, that that struck me. And I was, yeah, I wanted to know more about that. And starting from from this first interest, I I searched for lots of um, girls who were in social media, present in social media. And Whitney was actually one of the first I found just from googling and looking on YouTube I didn't really um, specifically try to find someone that is doing gymnastics but um, maybe this was also part of the reason why 
I thought Whitney was interesting for this documentary because the sport kind of gives the whole growing up topic. It's a bit more dramatic because it's so physical. It really does something to your body while you're growing up, I think. So that was some, an aspect that was really also uh, interesting. And then there was uh, the music because Whitney is also a singer-songwriter. And uh, I've, I always thought that her songs, they give something new to um her story and a new perspective and yeah that's how I we came to to Whitney and ask her very early on yeah. so when did you actually start filming this because I know when we talked to Whitney that was back in like the beginning I think of 2020 yeah you guys were already working on this so when did yes. you when did you start filming we started filming in 2018 in September when Whitney was only 13 years old <laughs> but back then it was on a, only kind of a test shoot and we were still working with or filming with like six other young influencers and um, still trying to figure out the storyline and everything. And Yara also, the other girl who's the fan, um, she came in in 2020. So um, it was a long process of financing the film. It's it's difficult to finance such a film. and But we finally made it and then we were finished in 2021, 21, yeah. So how did you find Yara then? Because obviously there's like, there's millions of Whitney fans out there. What was it about Yara's story that like appealed to you the most? First of all, um, her fan account appealed to me because it was about twins. (laughs) (laughs) Whitney and Brittany. Whitney and Brittany. (laughs) Love it. And I always thought it was really creative and funny and different from the other ones. So without even knowing how old or where she lives or anything about Yara her fan account kind of appealed to us and also I have lots of twin friends so it, I don't know it was just something I really liked and then we actually had a test shoot with different fans I, I actually wrote to them on Instagram and tried to be as yeah not creepy as possible <laughs> <laughs> and I always said like okay show this message to your parents and then tell your parents they can get back to me about it and stuff like that so it it worked out and we had some test shoots but Yara was the one who was I feel like in the beginning they were she was very different to Whitney and that was something that I found interesting she's more like an introvert and in the like during the movie you figure kind of out that both girls have different sides Mm -hmm. to their personalities and they're not so different after all but for the beginning I, I really wanted someone who's more introvert and more shy and doesn't really get out there and yeah so Yara was a really good fit for us yeah so Whitney what was it like for you being filmed for this did it feel any different than filming for your YouTube channel obviously you're used to being you know in front of a camera but did that feel similar or different for you it was crazy how different it was and um, I definitely was not expecting it to be so hard for me I was always on camera and um, I thought it was something I would be used to. But like when you make a YouTube video, it's like it's not that it's like scripted, but you make up what you're going to say and then you practice it a couple times and then you say it. And then if you mess up, you can do it again. And it's kind of all staged. So with the documentary, it was really odd to just ignore them when they followed me around everywhere. (laughs) So like I would be um, getting ready in the morning and they were just filming me in my bathroom and then following me downstairs and eating lunch. And then, yeah, it was, it was really hard for me to kind of like chill and like relax. Yeah. 
when I feel like we did see a more vulnerable side to you than we don't always see on your YouTube channel. In the film, you talked a bit about your parents divorcing, some of the pressure that you feel from filming YouTube videos, um, even just like living up to this image and this expectations that your fan base may have from you. So was it therapeutic for you in any way to kind of like say some of these things out loud for the first time and start to kind of like work through some of that? Yeah, I think it was. Um, I never really talked about any of it before Joya interviewed me. So I got like pretty emotional in some parts just because I'd never like thought about it in a certain way. And she kind of made me think about things in ways that I'd never thought of before. And um, yeah, it, I definitely think it helped me get some things off my chest. I know you've said in the past that you don't like watching yourself. I think you actually said that in the documentary as well. You don't like watching your videos. So what was it like for you to watch this when it came out and see like your story kind of unfolding on the big screen? Um. Okay, well, I will say it was really cool, first of all. But it is a little bit like you're sitting there nervous the whole time. Like, what's going to come up next? I was so nervous watching it for the first time. So the second time I watched it, I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was really neat. So do you not have like any idea what was put in it? Like until you watched it for the first time, did you not know exactly what like what footage was going to be used? What clips of your interviews were going to be used? It was it all kind of a surprise. I had an idea, um, but I really didn't know until I went to Germany in 2021. Joya showed me like a rough cut of the film. And then I kind of got the picture of like what the story was and what they were aiming to have the message be. Yeah, it changed a lot from that first cut. But yeah, in 2021, I had like a general picture of what it was going to be. And Joya, for you, as the one with like the vision for this, what was it like for you to watch everything come to life? Um, It's so personal in a way, because I feel like, I mean, it's such an honor. And it's so it's it doesn't happen very often that you can just follow two young girls growing up and two young women and um, talking to them about their feelings and their thoughts and um, seeing how they're living and, and stuff like that. So it was kind of, I always, it was always a personal project and I always wanted to make sure that um, Yara and Whitney are happy with what they're sharing on screen and comfortable. And I always hope that I see the, them the way they they want to be seen basically or not not necessarily want to be seen but that feels true to them in a way so that was the one thing I was most nervous about that's why we we had Whitney fly in to Germany to watch the rough cut with us so we could make sure um yeah that she feels comfortable with what what's out there and the same with Yara but it was easier to get her to Berlin because she's just a few hours away right and um yeah, and then when it all came together and then the sound, the music, I loved making the soundtrack. Also, Whitney recorded some more songs. It was such a great experience. And I really love the, the final things coming together. And then when we were having the world premiere, it was just it was so nice to watch it all together in the cinema and see, hear the rea reactions from the audience. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. After so long, after so long, it yes. was so fun to see it all, like, finally. Well, and I'm sure with COVID, too, like, there was probably, I don't know, like, where you were in the filming process with that, but that, I'm sure, probably threw, like, a wrench in everything for a little bit because the whole world shut down. Yes. We actually stopped shooting for two years with Whitney. I, I don't know if that's very obvious, but 
we had this huge gap because we weren't allowed to fly into the United States. So is there any like footage in the documentary that's from 2020? Like Whitney, did you film any stuff yourself for it? Or like, did you just kind of like skip over the year? Which I'm, like, um, interested. <laughs> we, we did film, uh, Joya didn't film, but we, ha- they hired a local film crew to come, okay. but um, it ended up just being better out. It didn't really fit in the film. Yeah, it was a different style kind of. Yeah, so it didn't end up in the film, but we actually used some of your YouTube footage from the um, like the whole quarantine stuff and had this kind of time lapse feel. No, not the time lapse, but time jump. Time jump. That's the word. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yeah, we had this whole time jump thing in the movie. So yeah, you can actually see that time passes but yeah well I'm sure it was just nice with COVID and all the uncertainty that was like happening during that time just that to make it through that and then see it actually on the big screen and like have it be a finished product in front of your face I'm sure that was nice it was definitely nice also when we actually made it to the United States in 2021 we got this exception visa thing I don't know nobody could fly in but with only with an exception I don't know mm. what it, what it's called and then after a few days of shooting we all got COVID so oh no that was that was horrible <laughs> including <laughs> me including oh you me and my crew. dad everybody <laughs> uh. so we were there for a month but we couldn't film for like two weeks or something because we were sick right yeah. horrible timing <laughs> So from your perspective, Joya, what was it like seeing the growth of Whitney and Yara through the filming process? Because I feel like we we see a lot of growth and changes from both of them. Yara, you know, coming out of her shell a little bit more. She talks about like her sexuality and we see, you know, her talking about like sharing that with her family and friends. And with Whitney, we see you kind of like turning more to music and, you know, maybe that is a kind of an escape for you from like the stresses of life and gymnastics and family issues and all that. So from your perspective, Joya is the one kind of behind all this. What was it like watching them grow and change over the years that you were filming? I was always amazed how smart they are and how they think about the world yeah it was always just wow they're only like 16 17 and 16 we stopped when they were 16 and they they know so much about themselves already and about the world and I really it was an honor for me to to kind of be there and I just had fun talking to both of you Whitney and Yara and uh, I was always happy when I, I felt like I could kind of help think about stuff and especially Yara always told me this, that she really liked to kind of think about all of these things. And I asked her questions that she's never, um, yeah, never thought about before. So, yeah, I got to know them. They got to know themselves and I, I could see them grow. And I was always so proud and like, oh, yeah, especially for Whitney with her music to find that voice of her and yeah, it just makes me proud. And also with Yara, like finding her sexuality. And actually, after the shoot was over, she actually told that girl that she is in love with her. So, I was oh, like, good. We wanted to ask that, but we also didn't want to like pry into like her personal life because it wasn't in the ending of the movie. So, like, we didn't know. Know, like we could ask that, but we kind it of was... wanted an update. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yara always tells the story because that's why I think I'm allowed to tell the story as well because she always says that in the end of like Q and A's and after yeah. the screening. So it's it's out there in the open and. 
he's fine with it now and they're friends but um i'm i'm just so impressed because when i was 16 i mean i never told my crushes that i liked them oh yeah i mean wow <laughs> yeah well i'm glad to hear that she did oh, i think that's like resolution for me <laughs> <laughs> so whitney you and yara i believe actually met after filming was completed for the first time what was that like for you Oh my gosh, it was so fun. I um I actually was not allowed to know who the fan was through the entirety of the film. And then I finally found out who it was. Joy sent me a text when Yara rapped and I was all rapped. And it was a video of her. Um, no, wait, you told me who it was. And then I, I DM'd her. And <laughs> we surprised her with your yeah. video. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I sent her a video and then... um. You sent me a video of her like reacting to it and that was the first time i ever saw her and um i didn't really get to know her personality that much from that video obviously but we had um talked back and forth and then um we had talked back and forth over dm i mean and then i hadn't met her up until i went to germany in 2021 and um we had a photo shoot together and that was the first time we ever met face to face and i was not expecting to get along with her so well and she's like genuinely one of like my good friends now because we just bonded so much over that trip. And then when I came back the next year, we had so much fun again. And yeah, I'm I'm really grateful for this film because I'm so glad to have met Yara and she's just a beautiful person. And I, I love Yara. So <laughs> and now- Joya too. I love I, everyone I've met through this film, like are like my real genuine friends now. So. Oh, I yes. love that. <laughs> so now, did you guys watch the first time you watched the film? Were you and Yara together or were you guys separate when you watched it? Yeah, this the rough cut, we were separate. We saw the world premiere together in a theater. Okay. And I think you had that on your YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I know at some point you guys were together and you were watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Through all the premieres, we were together. Okay. okay. So speaking of the premieres, it was in Europe. That was like a year ago that that started. And now it's making its way to the U.S. finally. So will there be like a public viewing or showing of this or any plans to to show it here in the U.S. now that it's making its way over here? Um, Unfortunately not. We were hoping for some film festivals in the U.S., but for some reason it didn't work out. Like it's all over Europe and some other countries and Australia and everything but not in the U.S. for film festivals. And it's it's kind of sad because all my films before have been in the U.S. And I'm like, why not this one? <laughs> but yeah. anyway, I'm still really happy that they finally get to see it on Apple TV. And uh, so, yeah, it's also cool because then everyone can see it with film festivals. I was like, well, you can see the film in Bratislava or some, like some mm-hmm. random city and like only a few people can make it there. So yeah. with this release in the US, it's finally like a lot of people are able to see it now. Whitney, have you like watched this with your family? Oh, I guess maybe you don't want to if you don't like watching yourself, but have you watched it with like your family and friends? Have they seen it at all? Are they going to see it? No, I haven't shown it to them yet. I wanted to, well, I didn't really have a copy of the film. I haven't watched it since just because I've already seen it like four times and I don't know. But yeah, I I told my parents, I mean, my mom has already seen it, but I told my dad and all my friends that it was coming out soon and then we could all watch it together. You can have a link before that. (laughs) No, because 
It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to have a watch it. party. <laughs> I don't I haven't planned a watch party, but maybe. <laughs> so now that you're done with gymnastics, Whitney, what's next for you? So great question. I don't exactly know. Um, I think I'm just going to try a whole bunch of things, um, but mainly music. I really want to, I have so many songs written, like over 35 I counted the other day, and I like really want them all out. So obviously you can't release 35 songs, but I just want to start recording a lot this summer and just seeing seeing if I can put together a project that I'm proud of. And then I want to start posting more on my YouTube again. Also, I've kind of taken hiatus, if you will. But yeah, I'm excited to keep posting on YouTube vlogs and all sorts of things just because I want to show people who followed my gymnastics journey that like you don't have to pick one thing and stick with it. Like you can grow and you can change your passions and that's totally normal. And um yeah, I'm really into film. I actually directed one of my friend's music videos the other day, and I'm currently editing that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't think you do that, Joya. Um, wow. And then, um, I mean, I've never considered myself an actor, but um, I have my first acting job this week. So, yeah. You, lots of are you allowed to share what it is, or is it secret? I don't really know. I'm a really small part, but I think I can say my brother's the lead, and I'm his sister. Okay. Well, congrats. That's super exciting. Yeah. And good to know. So I was, that was actually going to be my next question is that you're still going to post on YouTube. You're still planning on vlogging and things like that. So all your fans that have been following you for years, they're, they're still going to have content from you. It's not like you're going away just because you're done with gymnastics. Yeah, of course. No, I, I am so grateful for my YouTube following and, um, it's like such a huge number. And like, I never thought when I was little that there would be that many people interested in my life. So I definitely want to keep posting for them. And I've just had to take kind of like a break just because of like graduating and all the gymnastics stuff. And it's just been really crazy, but I'm excited too. I have a lot of videos lined up that are ready to come out soon. I feel like you were one of the first, at least from what I remember, like one of the first child influencers on YouTube. And now we're seeing more and more kids coming up, whether it's on Instagram, TikTok, I mean, all social media platforms. We're seeing like younger kids starting to build an audience in the gymnastics world, but also just in like social media at large. So I wanted to ask if you have any advice for those kids and also for parents who, because I, I, we see so many, I'm thinking of like, like little kid gymnasts they're like seven years old and their parents have an Instagram for them. And they're so young that they can't even comprehend their reach, the money that they're potentially making, who's looking at their stuff, you know, all of these factors. So with that, I guess, do you have any advice for those people, those kids and also parents who are kind of going down that social media influencer route? Yeah, I think I would definitely say keep it innocent and keep it fun and just don't let it become like a job, mm -hmm. especially if you're like a parent influencer. You know, you see a lot of moms who post their little kids, like their gym, the gym turnet or whatever. And yeah. uh, I think just as long as the kid like approves of everything and you keep it innocent and keep it fun. Yeah, I think that would be my only advice. And so where can fans watch One in a Million? You mentioned YouTube, not YouTube TV, um, Apple. Apple, Apple TV. TV. <laughs> yes. Um, is that the only place that it's going to be streamed at or is there going to be other other options as well? For the US, it's only um, Apple TV um, starting on June 6th. 
and uh, for the rest of the world it's different <laughs> there are different views in the making but i can't really talk about it yet but um it, it will still be shown on different film festivals worldwide and they can just follow our instagram account because i will definitely post updates on there for every screening and whenever it's released somewhere on a platform yes yeah. That's the best place to go for updates is your Definitely. Instagram. So what the handle for that is, is it just one in a million? One in a million dot film. And we'll put that in the show notes too, for people to see it like spelled out to make sure you have it right. But, and so you said that was June 6th is when it's available. Yes. Okay, perfect. Is there anything else that either of you want people to know about this film or about yourselves? Um, I don't think so. No. <laughs> I love that. You're like, uh, no. It's so funny. Whenever we ask people that question, a lot of the times people are like, no, like, what are you expecting me to say? Yeah. <laughs> we just ask it just in case. Because sometimes like, I don't know, there maybe there was something that you had in the back of your head that like, we didn't ask you. So we like to give people the opportunity. We open the floor up just to say whatever, whatever's on your mind. Okay. But if you don't have anything, that's fine. <laughs> I don't think I have any. I was so excited to meet you guys because I've gotten, I've become kind of a gym fan myself now. And I love li- to listen to your podcast and <laughs> I lo- you. watch all the meets and it's so fun since, since the movie started I'm just a huge gym fan so I really so, appreciate your work <laughs> thank you so you're saying that like you didn't follow gymnastics at all before you met Whitney and started doing this film not as much I mean I was okay. always kind of interested um from starting from the film stick it <laughs> yeah but, yeah uh, but yeah and I did some acrobatics as a kid and but when I met Whitney, I was learning about gymnastics and the whole system, how it works and all that stuff. And then I, I followed gymnasts suddenly and I f- figured out that some of Whitney's teammates are going to college. And mm-hmm. then I followed them on college gymnastics. And now I'm a huge fan. And I even tried uh, the, fanta- what's it called? Um, fantasy four. gym? Oh, fantasy, fantasy gym. Oh, yeah. yeah. It only lasted for two weeks and then it was too much work, but <laughs> yeah, yeah so relatable. Nice. We had like 30 teams or something and it was way too much. It was fun to draft that many teams, but then when it came to like season and actually managing that many teams, huge mistake. So Don't recommend. Yeah. We stopped after, honestly, I think it was like two weeks too. We stopped because it was too much. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I did I'm not glad- know that was a thing. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's like a huge thing. Like I think fantasy sports... In other sports, you can make money off of it, but in gymnastics, it's not like for money. It's just kind of like, I guess, bragging rights. Like if you win, you can just be like, my team is the best. And you just draft gymnasts from different teams. Yeah. It's super fun, but I I would definitely- Yeah, you should. It's honestly. a lot of work. I don't. I feel like <laughs> it's already so much work to watch the reads that you're interested in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel I like for you, for you, Joya, being in Europe, the time difference probably also doesn't help, but- not really, but I mean, sometimes it helps. Well, for the Olympics next year, I have the perfect time schedule yes. because I'm in Paris. So um, I was even actually thinking about buying tickets, but then I was overwhelmed by my personal life, like the planning of things so much in advance. And then yeah. also the ticket prices. And I didn't know if I like get the section D like up there, if I would see anything. And then I was like, no, I'm just going to sit on my couch and enjoy like the TV. Sometimes thing. it's better that way. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But Whitney, you should definitely do fantasy gymnastics. It's not that intimidating if you only do one team. Okay. <laughs> I think you'd have fun with it. And you can just draft okay. the entire Alabama team. 
but maybe you need a break now after you've done gymnastics for long so long i don't know you That's watch fair. gymnastics at all I do. I watch um, some of my favorite. I'll definitely watch next year, though, because um, Scylla will be at Arkansas. Yeah, so and uh, I have two friends at LSU and um, I have a lot of friends at Auburn. So, yeah, I will definitely be watching in the future. And Bama is going to be really, really good in the future. Yes. Like they have like their DP results were like it was all. Yeah. yeah. So it was like they dominated. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. All those girls are so, they're so amazing. I love them. That does it for this week's episode. Thank you to Whitney and Joya for taking the time to join us. And of course, go stream More Than a Million if you're in the United States on June 6th on Apple TV. And if you're not in the U.S., make sure you go follow One in a Million on Instagram. It's oneinamillion.film. We'll also have it in the show notes down below for any updates and how you can watch in your country. We'd also like to take a moment to thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to KDC, Tyler S., Casey, MSU, Kimberly G, Robert H, Randy B, Amy M, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, Derek H, Abby M, Martin, and Jasmine C. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. Your support means so much to us. And if you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter in the future, we always have a link in the show notes down below to where you can learn more about the perks of each tier level, what you get. We've been doing some early releases. We've been doing early video podcast releases. Um, So make sure you go check that out if you're interested. And also check out our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search for all things Jurassic Podcast because we do eventually upload some of the interviews there. Yes, and please subscribe if you want us to continue doing videos here and there (laughs) next week we'll have another interview i feel like we're just interview after interview after interview but that's what we love doing we love doing interviews the most so i'm kind of on a roll right now yeah so we have tiana samana sakara who is fresh off winning the all-around gold medal at the pan american championships in her senior international debut she's going to be on the show to talk all about that experience there's a possibility that we'll do an early release of this episode so you might keyword might get this interview later this week depending on our schedule and what we think we can do next week yeah we're not entirely sure if we're going to be in a position to be able to do really anything next week so we're facing either uploading it early or uh, just trying to make it work i guess so stay tuned yeah stay tuned um follow us on all social media platforms we're on facebook instagram and twitter at all things gym pod and that's where you can find updates and uh, obviously like anything that we decide to do we will post on there first so that's the best way to stay up to date with what we're doing we hope you guys have a phenomenal week and we'll talk to you real soon bye bye Thank you.